Hey, welcome back to Let's Talk About It with Jackie and Megan. Where we like to talk about things that are messy, awkward, hard, or controversial and create a space for healing. Well, Megan, what are we talking about today? We are talking about our bodies. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So... I guess we are. That is true. <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds kind of weird, but uh, we are, which for, yes. I shouldn't say just women, but also, I mean, men struggle too. I just know it mostly from a, a womenly context because that's who I talk to about this. And I myself and a woman am a woman. Yeah, so. I can only speak from a woman's experience, but I have a, a few guy friends and I have spoken to them. And they have talked about like their own experience. Um, and it's like yeah. similar but different. I think guys yeah. a lot more struggle with like maybe like the pressures of body image for men tend to have a lot to do with like muscle and strength yeah. and like things yeah. like that. Whereas for yeah. women, a lot of it is like thinness. So yeah, different, but there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. Um and for anyone listening, we will be talking about sensitive things like weight gain, as you can tell from the title, weight loss, eating disorders, eating, disordered yeah. eating. Uh, we won't be talking about any main like measurements or pounds because I find that entirely unhelpful and very triggering, even as someone that does not still have an eating disorder or yeah, whatever. It's just not great for your mindset to hear about other people's exact weight loss and measurements and all of that so we will not be talking about that do not worry and also it's it it lends to a ton of comparison um everybody's body is so different so what might be heavy for my body might not be for yours and if you hear a certain number that I was really struggling with and that's the number you are and then you start comparing yourself it's just very it's entirely unnecessary um yeah and I think we can have the conversation and talk about it without those specifics (laughs) yeah we definitely do not need to talk about that um and like a certain weight for someone else is completely healthy and can look totally different on one person than a different person I'm five eight maybe a little under five eight or I honestly don't know my exact height Megan you're five seven five yeah Yeah, and you're a little taller than me so you're probably five eight yeah and I have had thrown people people throw out my weight, which which is perfectly healthy for me because of how tall I am, and just because of my build, like your build right, as well, and yeah, your bones, how big your bones are. I mean, like if it's are all different, um, is maybe heavier for somebody else, or maybe not yeah. healthier. But I've had people throw that out because I feel, and people guess a lot of times that like a different weight than I actually am. Um, yep. you can't always tell just by looking at somebody but they'll say throw out a number and I'm thinking to myself oh that's me Uh, (laughs) yeah what are you saying (laughs) uh I but I've grown enough to not really care about that and understand that what matters is my health and how I feel and that it's different but Mm -hmm. uh, it took me a long time to get there there's a time in my life where that would have just totally thrown me into a spiral yeah and it's not um, it's just not very pertinent (laughs) like you know it's not necessary and there's no need to cause I think undue harm in that area and it just doesn't and I just really don't want to play into comparison (laughs) when it comes to body image especially for women I feel like a huge 
huge aspect to it is just comparison. A lot of times we are taught to sort of pit ourselves against other women. We are. Yep. um, Yeah. And I just, I don't want to, I don't want to feed into that in any way, shape or form. So. Yeah. And also just side note, if you guys hear me sniffling a little bit, my allergies have been out of control. So I'm really trying to stop the amount that I am but I'm I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you are disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I am sorry. So if you see me like lean away from the mic, it's because I'm like trying to like, yeah. Anyway. Don't, don't want to sniff in your ear. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to do that. And I've done that past podcast episodes and every time, like I think the one we filmed Our Lady of Guadalupe, I was actively sick. I was sick. You had COVID. Uh, and I kept hearing myself do that, which I didn't notice I was doing so much during the episode and I was driving me nuts. I, I still sometimes will go back and listen and I'm like, mm. so I am sorry. Uh, the difficulty of having a podcast is you have to hear yourself and all your little quirks that like most yeah. people don't notice. But you're like, And now oh, with no. video, I watch myself and I'm like, why were you making that face? And why do you look so uninterested? But I'm like really listening to the guest. Or, or to Megan and it's like girl you look like you're just off in no man's land I swear I'm listening <laughs> and it's hard because I'm looking at my camera and I'm not actually looking at Megan right now because if I look at Megan I look like I'm I looking know. down and I look at Megan uh if I actually I know I notice my eyes go like all over the place I'm like oh, anyway well, don't judge me <laughs> we're sorry <laughs> it's fine but uh yeah Megan and I, we both just want to talk a little bit about our own stories of um, dealing with weight gain, which I think is very, very common for women. I, I sent Megan a podcast or a TikTok the other day, and I was like, this is literally our exact story, like the yeah. age at which we started to gain curves and start like we st- felt like we started gaining weight. So it's so common and so much of us, it's such a traumatizing experience and it really shouldn't be, but that's what our society has created for us. Um, so we just wanted to talk about it, bring light to it. And maybe if you're going through this or you have, um, you can feel less alone and also maybe feel less shame around it and not insecure because it's totally fine and normal to gain weight, Mm -hmm. lose weight as a woman, or if you're a man that's listening, but as I said, we'll be speaking more from the experience as women, but Megan, do you want to start off and just talk about your experience with body image and weight gain and all that fun stuff? Yeah, I know. I, so I mentioned it a little bit in our mental health episode and it yeah. kind of, I felt like it kind of struck a chord with some people. Like I had a, several people reach out and they were like, yeah, I've had a similar experience. Um, so that was kind of another reason why we wanted just to do a full episode because it was like, okay, like clearly this is something that is pretty common that we can all sort of come yeah. together and, and recognize that we're not alone in. Um, so yeah, my journey with body image, man, mm-hmm. it's been all over the place. Um, Growing up, just genetically, I was extremely skinny, like bony, tiny, um, you know, what? You get all the nicknames. Like, you're a a beanstalk and, like, stuff like that. Like, I was tall, gangly. Eat a burger. Classic. (laughs) Right. Oh, my gosh, my fingers can touch when I go around your wrist. Like, let me grab your arm. Like, um, yeah, and you're just... A lot of comments are made, and I think they're well-meaning um, because, once again, people just view any sort sort of thinness as yeah. a good thing. A good thing. So they're yeah. like, "Oh, well, I it can't possibly be wrong to comment," but I 
I just want to reiterate throughout this that making any sort of comment about someone's body and their weight, especially, um, even if you're meaning it in a good way, just don't. Um, (laughs) I don't really ever know of it doing good. Um, There are so many other things you can compliment people for that have nothing to do with their body and the way they look. And And that matter more. Let's focus on that as a person and not to jump into your story Megan but also even getting positive comments like wow yes. you look you've been looking so amazing a lot of women the immediate thing they think of is I looked bad before like were you thinking something bad about me before <laughs> yep so yeah <laughs> and as I'll talk about a lot um everyone but I think especially women our, our weight and our body changes and shifts so much throughout our life that if in one season yeah. of our life we were receiving a ton of positive feedback about our body, yeah. we will look back on that season and compare ourselves to that time in our life um, yeah. very critically. Yeah. So yeah, just as a disclaimer, um, I, I'm sure our listeners are all lovely, beautiful people who never do that. But if you are the type <laughs> of who tends to comment on someone's weight, hopefully this will help you understand that that's not usually helpful. So yeah, growing up, I was always like too skinny. Um and that actually led to kind of its own insecurities. Um, not so much that I like wanted to gain weight, but um, you know, I just I was insecure that, you know, I hit puberty sort of later than a lot of my peers. Um, and yeah. then even after puberty, I really didn't have a lot of curves. Um, a big thing was I really wanted boobs and I didn't <laughs> have any. I was tiny. Yeah. Um, and I I compared myself a lot to in high school, like girls who seemed to get a lot of attention from boys. And they were girls who had very different body types than me. So I kind of just had this correlation in my mind, like that was the body type that was attractive, that got attention, that was seen as good. Um, And I, going back, if you would have asked me like, oh, Megan, how would you describe your physical appearance back then? It would have been like, oh, I'm gangly. I'm awkward. I'm boyish. Um, You know, I just felt very like, yeah, clumsy, bony yeah I had skinny arms and legs and that was sort of how I I viewed myself and it really wasn't until like right before starting college that I started just naturally filling out a bit more um you know like hips and breasts and actually starting just to get curves in those areas and still very small and thin but yeah becoming more curvy and when that started happening I distinctly remember I had a family member comment to me something like wow I was starting to think you would never look like a woman which was once again like meant in sort of a positive way like they were saying that I looked nice but the way it was said suddenly brought forth a lot of insecurities in me that I hadn't even considered before like wow I I haven't been looking like a woman. I don't look womanly. Like in order to look womanly, I need to gain weight in these certain areas. Um, so yeah, really just burned into my memory. And like to this day, I can remember like the tone and intonation. Like it, it stuck with me um, for like quite a long time. So that was sort of the journey, I would say, like leading up and really through college was, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, insecurities sort of on like the other end of the spectrum which we talked about um just ourselves when we listen to that tiktok that people don't often consider people who grew up skinny like oh well surely you can't have body image issues um 
it's just a different a different set of experiences I think and I I have very similar experience when I kind of get into my story very yeah exact thing so when I read that Megan wrote that I was like oh my gosh that's just so common and I also think there's a stereotype or at least I always thought Megan did you think that puberty only really hit when you were like 13 through 15 and then I had in my mind at least when I was that age okay this is the body I'm going to be with forever and then when I finally did have that time when I think I was 17 18 where the curves finally came and I was actually able to gain weight from what I ate uh, I thought, wow, this is so weird. I'm so abnormal. But I've that's very, very common age for that to happen yeah. to women. That's very common and normal genetically. So I don't know why we had this idea that you only really ganged weight or went through puberty, you know, ages 13 through 15 or whatever. But that's not, yeah, actually how that goes. I feel like women go through another transformation uh, at 17, 18. Yeah, I think that's maybe a failure on education. Um, yeah, you know, when it comes to puberty, especially for women, there's a large window. I think it's anywhere from like ten to like eighteen, and yeah, yeah. the progression is so different person to person. So for yeah. someone, it, that could happen a lot more suddenly. For others, it's more gradual. And like yeah. you were saying, it can kind of go in shifts where like you might experience a lot of bodily changes and then sort of a pause and then a lot more like it's so different, but yeah, I was, um, you know, I had a lot of friends who it was really around like 13 or 14 that they were experiencing like, Oh, getting their period, you know, a lot of times getting your period is what sort of triggers your body to be able to put on more curves and more weight. And so if you're someone who their period comes later, or you're like me and you had a lot of problems with your period. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's going to add its own (laughs) set of issues. So yeah, there's, I think there needs to be better. It's something I'm excited for, even with my own daughter, to be to talk to yeah. her about as she grows. Um, is just, you know, yeah, it's so different. You really can't compare yourself and you shouldn't compare yourself because unless something is medically wrong with you, there's no need to be concerned. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, Megan, so how did that how was that for you after you did start to gain weight? Like how did you feel on your body? Um moving forward because I feel like we just as women we always find a way to have insecurities no matter what our bodies look like and compared to before and it's really sad um because I remember all I ever wanted was boobs and then I finally got them when I was like 17 18 and then I found new ways to just like hate my body um yeah how was that for you in college yeah, college was interesting just because I started dating. Um, so I think there was like a different set of insecurities with that because you're a lot more focused on your body and like how it could be perceived by someone. Um, yeah. You know, going to more of a like conservative Christian environment, there's a lot mm-hmm. of um, comments about like modesty and dress codes and like not being a temptation and so I, I would say a lot of my struggles in college when it came to body image were more of like how I'm being perceived or how I'm like, how I'm presenting myself. Um, so not so much to do with weight. I would say college, I was just pretty consistent. I didn't really struggle in that area. It wasn't until after college um, that I started taking my mental health more seriously. And like I've mentioned in a few episodes now, I started medication the first medication I tried, the side effect was 
weight gain and rapid weight gain. Like we're not just talking like <laughs> a few pounds here or there, like within the course of six months, I had rapidly gained um, a noticeable amount of weight. And that was like the first time in my life I was experiencing something like that. Mm-hmm. I had never ever experienced like a rapid weight gain in that way where nothing I did. I mean, I started obsessively dieting, obsessively working out on a daily basis, um, obsessively fasting, doing a lot of intermittent fasting, like really just anything. I was trying anything and to like constantly step on the scale and watch that number go up was like terrifying because I was like, what's happening? Um, And so that was really when I started having a lot of difficulties when it came to body image, I think there was a lot of um, insecurities I didn't really realize I never dealt with until I was suddenly facing this challenge. Um, And so I just started to have like this real hatred towards my body. Like I remember just speaking over myself constantly like, wow, so you're either mentally ill or you're fat. Like those are your only two lots in life. And that was really hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm the devil. What a thought from him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, really just struggling with like a hatred of my body. Um a very like a discouraging um feel because it was it's sort of a lack of control. Like nothing I did could yeah. um yeah. really affect my weight. And so yeah, eventually I did find a medication that didn't have that side effect. Um, but then the struggle came. I couldn't lose the weight that I had gained from the medication. Um, and yeah, it's something that it was funny. I talked about with my therapist at the time that I was sort of realizing was that my relationship with food was really disordered and not in like the way of like disordered eating so much as because I had had this anxiety disorder, like my whole life it had like wreaked havoc on my gut. I mean, you go back and listen to like our anxiety episode. We talk about a lot like anxiety has can affect your physical body as well. And mine definitely had. Um, And so I really struggled with eating because eating made me sick. (laughs) Like Jackie, you and I have talked about this all the time. Like a lot of the times it was choosing between like, do I eat and feel sick or just not eat and feel hungry, but at least I don't feel sick. And a lot of times I would just choose to not eat because it was easier that way. And if I did eat, it was very little. It was pretty healthy because it was just trying anything to sort of minimize how sick I was going to feel. So that had been my relationship with food, that food brought a lot of anxiety. A lot of my anxiety kind of centers around sickness and feeling sick. Yeah. And so something that's causing me to feel sick, I'm going to do everything I can to avoid. So that means food, uh, restaurants, um, just anything surrounding that brought a ton of anxiety. So now I started medication that isn't making me actively gain weight, is actually making me feel good for the first time in my life. I don't have anxiety. I can actually enjoy food. And then we're locked down in a pandemic, (laughs) stuck inside. I had a bunch of personal stuff going on as well. Um, And I just didn't know. I didn't have a a good relationship built up with food. I didn't have self-control. I didn't have boundaries. 
And for the first time, food actually made me feel good and Mm. like emotionally was sort of satisfying. And so for a few months, I just kind of like ate my feelings Um, and I would drink quite a bit of alcohol and um, just eat very unhealthy. And that just sort of put me in a cycle of self-hatred because I would, you know, eat poorly, you know, drink, and then I would have, you know, a moment where I looked at myself in the mirror and really hated what my body looked like, would tell, like, would just hate on myself for doing this, and then go right back around because I was depressed and discouraged into eating. (laughs) And so just sort of this, started this vicious cycle, and it didn't help that we were all, you know, locked inside, and it was gloomy, and yeah, it was just a hard period. So that was definitely a time of a, a lot of struggle and a lot of talking to my therapist and my mentor about just like, okay, what's going on here? Like, I have just some really vile thoughts about the way I look um, that I've never had to confront before. Um, so finally, towards like, I would say the end of 2021, I was in like a lot better of a place. I had gone through a lot of therapy I had started to view food in a healthier way um, as like, this is something that fuels my body. So how can I fuel my body properly? I was eating healthier. Um, I was starting to rock climb, which was like a form of exercise that I was more doing because it was fun. It was something my husband and I could do together. So I wasn't so much going with the purpose of like, I'm going to the gym to lose weight. It was like, I'm going to the gym to have fun. And because of that, I was getting stronger and I was losing weight. And like, finally, I was starting to, yeah, just take my health seriously and actually start to really feel good and mentally be in a better place. And that was literally when I got pregnant, Um, which was like sort of planned, sort of not. Um, that's a story for a different day. <laughs> so yeah, I got pregnant at the end of 2021. Um, Chicago entered another lockdown and I couldn't go rock climbing and it was seasonal depression time. And so right back into a lot of body image issues because yeah. pregnancy, yeah, that was just like the perfect storm. I mean, pregnancy brings a lot of very fast changes with your body and like yeah, not only waking, but like stretch marks and varicose veins and just like weird things happening. And like, you don't feel like yourself. And even things in pregnancy that are like really awesome, like feeling your baby kick can also be like really like jarring. Yeah. (laughs) And uncomfortable. And you just, yeah, you kind of feel like your body is like not your body. And there was a lot of just like, I felt like kind of disassociation there. And I really struggled. And even though intellectually you can understand like I am going to gain weight and that's a good thing and my doctors are not concerned and they all tell me everything is fine when your clothes start to not fit and you're trying to just yeah you look at yourself you don't recognize your body because things are happening so suddenly that can just be really really disorientating so pregnancy was hard um maternity clothes are difficult because a lot of times they're ugly or expensive (laughs) and so I I spent a lot of my time just like inside wearing like grubby clothes just feeling disgusting and ugly and that wasn't helpful or good um it wasn't really a good mindset I had and honestly I'm it's sort of a shame but I just didn't even 
attempt to address it. It was just like, yeah, <laughs> I have a bad mindset here. Um, but I was just kind of in a survival mode. So yeah, pregnancy was hard. And there's a lot of comparison too. I mean, there's already a lot of comparison when you're pregnant, but going on Instagram, people will only put forward like the most beautiful, best parts of pregnancy. And there can be a lot of comparison to like people who just naturally carry pregnancy very well and look very beautiful. And they have a team of people to help them look beautiful and have their makeup and hair done and beautiful clothes. And you know, they can just make it look effortless. And that's not like the normal experience of most women. And so, yeah, I'm just struggling with like a ton of comparison. I had friends who were pregnant at the time as well, who just carried pregnancy differently or their body makeup was just different. So they didn't gain weight in the same way. And yeah, just a lot of comparison. Um, so that was a struggle. And when you're pregnant, people comment about your body a lot as well. <laughs> like people oh, feel like no, it's okay no. to point out like, oh, you're getting bigger or like, oh, I see your stomach or like, I'm going to just come up and touch you in your body because apparently that's acceptable. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of like lack of boundaries when you're pregnant <laughs> yeah. that I wasn't like prepared for at all. And so yeah, just like once again, the perfect storm uh, for any sort of unresolved body image issues. Yeah. It's so sad because pregnancy is this beautiful, beautiful thing that it's amazing that your body is even doing that. And we find a way yeah. to compare our bodies to how it's growing a human being inside of your body. <laughs> and we compare to other women. And it's it's such an attack of the devil. And it's just so sad because mm -hmm. the fact that your body is even doing that is such a beautiful thing. And your body is doing so, so well. And it, it should be focusing on how strong and how amazing a woman's body is that it's literally growing an entire human being inside of it and we find ways to compare even then and it's um yeah unless you've gone through it so it's something that I can't you know completely understand because I've never been pregnant um you know it's hard yeah because from the outside you can look at someone and say you shouldn't be insecure like you it's so good that you're gaining weight you know you're, you're and this is temporary baby. like you literally know yeah. like, when this is about going to end <laughs> And not like, oh, you have an excuse for gaining weight, but it's like, it's very obvious. There's a reason why you're gaining weight. You're there. An entire baby is growing inside of you. You have another body inside of you, but that, I mean, it's just ingrained in us and women that weight gain is bad. Um, looking bigger is bad. So you're going to struggle, um, uh, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and once again, like, I think in my head, I was like, yes, pregnancy will bring weight gain. I should be prepared for that. Um, you also just like swell in weird places like no one talks yeah. about the fact like your face will get rounder during pregnancy and that is a lot of just swelling um yeah, yeah just and so it was like difficult when I, people would either once again make good comments or bad comments like oh you don't even look pregnant and then in my mind I'm like so I just look bad like <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like um, I think the best was just when people told me like that I looked beautiful or like, oh, you look glowing or you look so happy or you look so like, you know, those kind of comments. Those were wonderful and helpful. So if you know someone who's pregnant, like just tell them they're beautiful. You don't need to comment specifically on whether or not they look pregnant or how big they are. <laughs> like just tell yeah. them they look beautiful or radiant or happy and move on. 
another yeah reason of comments compliments you can give people that are helpful and almost it's almost never helpful to give comments that focus on someone's body no matter yeah. what <laughs> unless yeah they specifically- and once again even it's like I could intellectually know like they're well-meaning um I remember even when I was like going into the hospital to be induced someone that I knew made a comment to me like oh my gosh you're huge and I knew they meant it in a way of like I feel so bad for you. You're overdue. <laughs> you know what I mean? But in my mind, yeah, I was like, yeah. don't need to say that. <laughs> You're like, I'm not only dealing with the fact that I have gone over my due date and I'm uncomfortable <laughs> being pregnant, but now I also have people telling me I look huge. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's also, it's so, you can tell yourself, you know, like I'm gaining weight because I'm pregnant. This is normal, but you feel so uncomfortable in your body like nothing fits the same and it's just this weird feeling which I've not experienced with pregnancy but I guess you know when I talk about my own story just gaining weight because of puberty and becoming a woman yes this is normal but you just feel it doesn't feel like your body there's like this uncomfortable feeling inside of yourself and in your clothes and that you just feel like extra weight extra fat and it's a feeling that you you can't get rid of because it's you're inside your body (laughs) you know And there's something about, there's something very foreign mm-hmm. that, you know, you feel very foreign, like a stranger in your body. And that's really hard, no matter how much you tell yourself, this is normal, this is good. Uh, it's really hard when you don't fit in your clothes anymore. It's really hard when the way, when you walk, you feel your thighs rub together, like you feel different in your body. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then add on to that with pregnancy, like hormones, <laughs> just emotions yeah. and yeah, I didn't I didn't feel like myself for yeah. a lot of pregnancy, which was really hard. Um so yeah. So then birth comes and birth is a whole other beast. Um I had a very like difficult labor and birth process. Once again, story for a different time. Yeah. But coming out of that, I was just kind of like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> I think. I was really nervous. Like I was very concerned that postpartum would be a really hard time for me because I was like, okay, wow, I'm gonna like really struggle with how my body looks. Um, and actually, honestly, I think pregnancy was harder <laughs> when it came to body image. Postpartum, it was like I didn't really even have time to focus on what I look like. Like I was yeah. like just trying to heal. Um yeah. just trying to like get back to like normal and also taking care of this little baby and it was just like I couldn't even think about like what I looked like (laughs) um and it was sort of like neat because it was almost seeing like the reverse of pregnancy like it was watching my body like heal and sort of like go back and I started to like feel like more myself um so it's really interesting because I know for a lot of women, that's not the experience. Postpartum is extremely difficult and hard. Um, for me, it was actually almost, it was healing even emotionally as well, because I was like, whoa, first of all, my body just did this really hard, incredible thing and we made it. And then two, it's like healing. Like I'm watching like fluid and swelling go down. I'm looking at my face and like, I look like myself again. And I'm like, I put on some of my shirts that like I hadn't worn in months and I was like yeah yeah, I can actually wear this shirt again you know and so 
there was like a lot of just like okay I'm like Megan's back like I'm feeling more like mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. um and yeah like my body looks so much different now and there's a lot of things that like yeah if I really sit down and think about it I can feel really insecure about like <laughs> my stomach is never gonna be firm again um even if I was super skinny just because that skin has been like super stretched out um but I think I think my my focus has just changed a lot post like pregnancy and birth um yeah I just think I'm just more focused on like getting stronger and healthier and I'm just like less concerned about appearance um yeah I think just going through that very difficult physical experience and coming out of it it just kind of felt like focusing so much on my appearance was like not as important like I was like wow I'm I want to get stronger so the next time I give birth you know maybe certain things are easier and just so yeah a different a different focus and set of priorities um and it's definitely a work in progress like I said there's it's I was just telling Jackie the other day like I I really struggle with like certain days I think I look small and other days I think I just look huge and like I just genuinely don't even know at this point like where I'm at um and I'm just a lot of it I'm just like releasing to the Lord and being like okay you know what you you gave me this body to steward um you have walked alongside me in these really difficult situations um so yeah, a work in progress, but I think compared to where I have been, this is probably the healthiest relationship I've had with my body. Um, so I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful how a lot of times like the relationship that we have with our body, it's not really based on what our bodies actually look like or the weight. Like oh, you yeah. can be healthier, but because you've done this inner work you know, with therapy and just like your relationship with God and reordering the importance of caring so much about your body image, you can build such a beautiful relationship with your body. Um, that's, that's something about like the body positivity movement that I, which we could go into all of that, but not in this podcast episode that I really like because a lot of people will say like, oh, well you should be focusing on your health, which your weight is not tied to your health to your health all the time which is annoying like oh people are glorifying being bigger it's like no you should just be able to feel good in your body and have a good relationship with your body no matter what goals you're working toward or your weight or I don't know yeah it's like this it doesn't always have to do with your weight like that you feel like your body is good and beautiful because it is good Mm -hmm. and beautiful no matter what you look like and also to mention like you can be healthy even if you weigh more on the scale a lot of times people are healthier (laughs) if they've gained weight um health is not just to do with reaching a certain weight and I think what I think is what really beautiful that you talked about is a lot of the healing you know it comes from just realizing that your body was good and created by God and mm-hmm. we are called to to steward our health and not be so focused on well, what does it look like, <laughs> which is yeah. really hard, you know, easier said than done. But I think there's just so much healing that comes from that inner work that you do, not on like focusing on getting your body to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would encourage people. Um, I kind of wrote down just like a few thoughts I had for like, kind of like, oh, if I could go back and talk to myself a few years ago, yeah. what would I say? Um, so for someone listening who maybe is more in the midst of that place, um, I hope this would just be helpful. But yeah, that is one thing I wanted to say too, is just, you know, that 
um, even if you're not actively struggling, feeling insecure about your body, like don't wait until you reach a season of life where it is a struggle. Um, do that work now and do that work now in, um, in fixing your identity in Christ and knowing who you are and um, understanding. Yeah. Like you were saying that like your body is a gift from God, that your body is good, that, you know, you are not just your appearance and you are not just society's expectations of beauty. Um, do that work when you're feeling good. <laughs> um, because then when the time comes, when you do have rapid change physically, like pregnancy or who knows, I mean, you go on a medication and you have a side effect, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to be better prepared. Um, and that's something I wish that I would have worked on more before it was really hard. Um, yeah, do that, do that inner work. Like you were saying with a therapist, even if it's just a little bit, like do it before it gets bad. Um, also just that like our bodies change throughout our lives and that's like good and healthy. And I think for the longest time I was looking at my body and having the expectation that it had to stay my teenage body, which would not be good and healthy at all throughout my entire life, um, which is a completely unrealistic and bonkers <laughs> expectation to have for myself. But I think a lot of the times we have that because once again, like I was mentioning earlier, if you're given a lot of compliments in one season of your life about your body, yep. you expect like, then that, that is what is good in my mind that is now the standard and any change or deviation from that standard is bad um and so for me being complimented a lot about being thin when I was in high school any sort of weight gain or shift or bodily change as I got older was measured against that standard Mm -hmm. um so we have to recognize like our bodies just like ourselves (laughs) we are our bodies whatever that's a different conversation Mm -hmm. go through different seasons of life and we have to look at each stage of our life and what is healthy for this season of our life so for me postpartum what is healthy for me and what I should be focusing on in my goals could be a lot different from you and could be a lot different from someone else and we have to just take where we are at and what stage we are in and where our body is and not compare it to other people and also not compare it to our past or future selves as well yeah that's such a beautiful message because I think that's something that women struggle with so much and I know is a big part of my story is that I need to stay the way I was when I was 15 16 whatever age where you got a lot of compliments or you were thin because thin is what's seen as good in our society um yeah, that it's okay that your body's going to change and it will like expect it to. A lot of times our bodies will change and that's okay. We're going through different things in our lives and it's okay. It's normal with hormones as a woman, your hormones go up and down with literally our cycles throughout the month. Our bodies will change <laughs> where our bodies are constantly going through cycles through, you know, you go through menopause, pregnancy, puberty, and it's okay. It's beautiful and it's good. And Mm -hmm. you don't need to look like how you looked at 16 years old or whatever age it was. I promise. (laughs) In fact, we don't want you to. (laughs) Yeah. It's okay not to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's healthy to not, it might not probably wouldn't you, it might not, it might not be healthy. It's okay if you have stayed the same size too, because maybe that's your genetics, your body. I know some women 
50s you know that are very thin and don't have curves whatever that's okay too and even then I guarantee they've had different body changes like just because you may not like gain a bunch of weight or lose a bunch of weight throughout your life your body will change and you have to be prepared for that um yeah your hormones and then just (laughs) no one will notice how much weight you gain or lose as much as you do um it's something that we very much hyper focus on and yeah give yourself a little grace like no one is as focused on your appearance as you are um and then just um when it comes to exercising and things like that um this is just what has worked for me personally what has been helpful is finding exercise and movement and things like that that are fun that I enjoy that I can do for more goal than just losing weight than just doing it to reduce calories or to burn calories um finding exercise that I do because it's fun because it's healthy because I can like challenge myself and like you know really you know break little personal records like that has been really helpful in changing my mindset into something that is much healthier and it's I'm less likely to obsessively punish myself with exercise if it's something that I'm doing for enjoyment and then as a byproduct I get healthier and stronger and my body may lose excess weight it doesn't need that's good but that's not the primary focus um so that's been helpful for me and that's something going back I wish I could have told myself like don't go to Planet Fitness and try and punish yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's almost never healthy. It is never healthy if you're using exercise as a punishment <laughs> because right. really it's a gift that you're giving to your body. And when you see it as punishment, you can tend to push yourself too far mm-hmm. um, or completely just fall out of the routine because it's not a healthy, positive thing that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Megan, thank you so much for talking about such a vulnerable topic. Um, I think that's going to help a lot of women, especially women that have gone through a lot of changes in pregnancy, which is something that I cannot relate to, but um, that's advice that I'm going to take, you know, hopefully one day I'm pregnant (laughs) and just working on continuing to do that work to focus my Mm -hmm. worth, not on my weight, not on how my body is changing, but on Christ and finding what, finding my worth in him and focusing on, on what really matters, which is, loving people (laughs) and you know so yeah thank you for that I found that I related a lot to things that you were sharing with your own story um I we actually did an entire episode back in our very first season I think where I talked about my struggle with disordered eating and an eating disorder so a lot of this um I may be repeating, but also a lot of this will be updates since it's been an entire two three years since we (laughs) recorded that (laughs) Yeah, I recorded that episode, but um, yeah, for people that haven't heard that episode, I do kind of want to start more from the beginning with my own struggles um, with body image and weight gain. I think the first time I ever really thought about my body was very young. I think I want to say I was in third grade. I did competitive cheering and dance growing up. I think I actually might have been even younger. I I feel like I unlock more of these memories as I go through therapy of where did this insecurity start? Um, I, I found there was like not a lot of focus on my body, but I was aware of my body because I wasn't dance. I wasn't cheering and you're literally being measured to get 
to try on costumes and dance. You know, there's just a lot of focus on your body. And I remember I, I just had friends that were very, very skinny and they were skinnier than me. And I somehow already had in my mind that smaller is better. And I have a very distinct memory of being measured, um, next to my friend and my measurements were bigger for my, my little cheer uniform. And not to mention your body is kind of on display at a very young age. Cause you like have, it's a little skirt and a really short top and your tummy, your stomach is out. And it's very sad that at such a young age, I was already aware of these things. And it took me a while to like, realize where did it come from that? I think smaller is better because I don't, remember having any comments about my body specifically like I feel like people around me were very positive regarding my body um and I think where the insecurity comes from was women older than like adult figures in my life um women talking badly and poorly about their bodies and there's like a few instances I can really remember but I'm pretty sure that happened around me more than I even can actually remember but I was taking that in because you you're just a little sponge (laughs) when you're little and you take that in and I think that that's where that comes from is women around me really really struggling with their body image and with weight gain and just because that pressure is on all of us and then I was absorbing that so that's how I just absorbed that I you know, smaller is better. Um, and I, yeah, I struggled with that from a very young age and it didn't affect like my eating or anything I would say, but I remember being insecure from a very young age. Um, and as I got older though, I went through a similar thing you did, Megan. I was, I was very, very thin. I think especially when I hit 13, 14, I shot up in height. I was very, very skinny. Um, I would get comments like, you need to eat a hamburger, you're too skinny. And it's so weird because there's a part of me that, you know, I knew skinny was, you know, good. So I liked being skinny, but I didn't feel like a woman. And so at ages 13, 14, everyone around me was getting curves, uh, getting boobs. I wanted boobs so badly. That's all I wanted. I wanted to stay thin, but I wanted boobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I didn't feel like a like woman, the impossible so. body type of a Victoria's yeah. Secret model. Yes, <laughs> like, I wa- oh my gosh, I, I want to like be this tiny, tiny, tiny size, but also have a huge rack. <laughs> I yeah, that's what's glorified in porn and in the modeling industry, uh, which uh, man, we could have a whole episode about the toxicity of that. But um, yeah, that's what I really wanted. And I remember sitting at the lunch table and just feeling so insecure about that. I think I was thirteen. I was in eighth grade, and one of my friends looked at me. And I don't even know the rest of the conversation, but said, she was like, one day, you know, Jack, you will bloom and come into your womanly self. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I hated my body. I liked, there was a weird part of me. I wanted, you know, I liked being thin, but I also, I, I hated my body because the other girls around me were still thin, but had boobs. Um, mm-hmm. And they were the girls that were getting attention. You know, I had a girl, a woman in my life that I, I thought, I just looked at her. I thought she was so beautiful and she was just different than me. She had dark hair blue eyes Megan like Megan I, I didn't know <laughs> Megan then but similar features to yeah you Megan that's like oh, I, and she just had like um yeah she had curves and boys liked her she had a boyfriend and all the girls that were getting attention they had curves and so I you know I felt very unattractive and ugly 
Um, and I had other insecurities, you know, but I, that also, it's so weird. Cause that also was around the time that I had start people start saying to me, like, you should be a model. Like you just have a look about you, your face and just like your body type. Cause you know, models are very skinny. You know, you can look at Victoria's secret models and they, they're made to look like they have big boobs, but they don't. It's push-up bras. It's whatever um, to make them look sexier. But actual models that are on the runway, they are very thin. They do not have any curves. They do not have boobs. They are stick thin. And a lot of them are, you know, starving themselves. But that's what I started to look at because I was like, hey, wait, this is kind of the body that I have. And even though I feel really mm-hmm. awkward and gross and boys aren't giving me any attention, um, maybe like this is where I could you know, I could fit in is, and maybe, you know, this is women are making money off this. They're somehow still seen as, you know, attractive. Um, and this, this, this would be really cool. And I was hearing from people from friends, like, oh, you should be a model. And I was very interested in it too, like in the craft. And I liked, I liked being photographed. I felt like I had a natural, like, I was photogenic in a way, you know, like I knew, I knew how to like do the eyes and the camera, whatever. So a lot of my, worth and focus started becoming like, I want to be a model and I want to be in the modeling industry. Um, but I was in a super small town. Uh, and that just was not like really a possibility for me. And I actually did start doing like local modeling and things were like little, um, I had a friend's mom who had her own like clothing, like Brazilian clothing line and me, this little white girl doing Brazilian clothing modeling. It's hilarious. Um, I would do fashion shows for her and stuff. And, um, yeah, that became my focus. And it's so funny because I could recognize I was skinny, but somehow you always never feel like you're skinny enough. It's so it's so bizarre. I can't even explain the mindset. It's like, I'm not curvy enough. I want boobs. I'm too skinny, but also I'm not skinny enough. Like I still feel like maybe I'm fat and I need to be skinnier. And it's something I can't really explain. It's just so, it's just very, it's disordered and it doesn't make any sense. It's not logical. <laughs> um, But I... Yeah, I would say when I really, I wasn't restricting my food intake though. You know, I was, I didn't have any disordered eating. I wouldn't say the disordered eating set in. I was very insecure though about being too thin and wanting boobs, but I wouldn't say the disordered eating started setting in until I was a junior in high school. And I started having this weird, just like obsession with my stomach. And I also did have to start to have a lot of digestive issues because of my anxiety. You know, we talk about, and I started having a lot of anxiety around food. It would make me feel sick. And I also realized that it would make my stomach look bigger when I would eat or eat certain things. And some of that was because my stomach was like a mess and couldn't digest food very well because of my anxiety. Um, but also I, I just didn't realize it was normal for your stomach to expand throughout the day as you eat, like your stomach is flattest in the morning and even just drinking water sometimes, like your stomach's going to look bigger because you have food in it (laughs) and that's normal and okay. But because I was so obsessed with like models and just seeing these women that look so perfect and thin all the time, I started to develop like body dysmorphia. And that's when I think like my eating disorder, it actually started. Like I started actively restricting my food. And I also started taking laxatives, which um, I've never really talked about much, but that's a form of purging. Um, So I never made myself throw up, but because I just needed the food out of my body as quickly as possible when I did eat, I was like, I need to have a flat stomach. And I found that that helped. Like it got the food out of my stomach. Uh, It was horrible. It created more issues in my stomach. Uh, long term, but it made my stomach look flat. And that was my obsession. And I look back, it's so sad because I was so 
I was so like, I was very thin and I still didn't have any curves, but I wanted to be even thinner. And I was really restricting my food and I was good at doing it. Like I could just really not eat that much food. Um, and I had, that's when friends around me started to kind of be like, mm, why are you barely eating at lunch? Like, this is kind of weird, but they just never really said anything because I was super, I was always super, super thin. Like I always just looked little. Um, and no one thought that that was disordered. And yeah, I just, that's when it really started that it was starting to get really bad. Um, and I remember when I turned like 16, 17, 17 years old, I remember I started my senior year skin, like super skinny, super small size. And in the matter of three months, it's when my curves and everything really set in. I started to get a butt. I started to get hips. I got stretch marks on my thighs. Um, I started actually being, being able to gain weight and I couldn't control it. Like you were talking about that feeling and pregnancy yeah. where you or um, when you started not pregnancy, but when you started taking medication and you could not control that you were gaining weight. And I don't mm -hmm. know exactly how much weight I gained, but I would say it was like 20 pounds in like three months. And it was healthy and normal because I just was getting like curves and my body was going through that, like my hormones just changing. Um, but I felt terrible. And I felt the change in my body. I couldn't fit in a super small size anymore. I was no longer the measurements that a model would be. Um, and not to mention, I think I forgot to mention it was my junior year that I actually, um, was contacted by a modeling agency in Pittsburgh, which was the biggest city next to me that wanted to like, take me on. And they're like, you're going to be walking runways in Paris and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so excited, but my parents didn't let me. <laughs> um, because which was actually a grace from God that that never happened. They first of all there were it's like ex, there's like our expenses involved in that like you have to take headshots and blah blah blah. So that was a reason, but also my parents were just like no, like you need to finish school. This is not going to be your focus. And I was so angry at them. And it was it was such a blessing because I think being in the modeling industry like full time or really doing that would have just I don't know what would have happened to me um, because I was such an unhealthy focus on my body. And I became like my God, like my talking, like tying in the spiritual, like I mm -hmm. did not find my worth in anything else except for being skinny. And like, ha like I became very obsessed with, oh, I'm going to be a model one day and I have to hit these certain measurements. And that's just what it's going to be. But I couldn't anymore. Like I didn't have that super skinny body that only like 4% of women actually have and can maintain genetically. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that anymore because I gained, I got curves. I got boobs <laughs> and I was, I was excited. I was kind of excited to have boobs, but I, I hated my body. I was so upset that I had gained weight and I no longer were those measurements. And that's when, um, I would say like, I really, I really got unhealthy and I really like the eating disorder got really bad. I started just like starving myself and I already had been it's hard. It's kind of a blur to me. I already kind of, I already had been, but that's when I really like was like, no, I can't eat because my body is disgusting. It's terrible. I hate myself. I was always very, very depressed. The depression really set in. Um, and I just started really, really restricting. And that caught up with me because then I developed like a binge eating disorder because I had been restricting and starving myself for over a year at that point that then it started and then my body like couldn't handle that anymore. And I started, I would starve myself throughout the whole day because I'm like, I need to lose weight. And then I just couldn't control myself and I would have these binges and like my weight was just kind of staying the same, which I thought was terrible and fat. Um, and looking back, I, it wasn't, <laughs> I'm just sad. Um, 
Yeah. And I, I think I did put on weight though, because of like this binge, like whatever cycle going back and forth. Um, but yeah, it was really, it was, it was really bad. And I'm going to kind of fast forward. Cause if you want to hear more about like specifically my issues with that, you can listen to like my eating disorder episode. Um, but I finally, I, I, then kind of switched into that I started I became vegan because I was looking at all these vegans online that were super skinny and thin and I think that was maybe kind of like a shift where I started to kind of eat more normally again and I did actually start to lose weight because of it Um, but then it kind of turned into more of like an orthorexic thing where I had to eat very specifically only certain things and had to eat very clean and I did actually lose a lot of weight the summer that I went vegan, it was after my senior year of high school. And I started getting like people making comments about, oh, wow, like you're really like, wow, you're so thin, like you're losing weight. Like I remember someone saying to me, can you give me your secrets? Like, you know, um, which I did. I kind of skipped over, but I went through a similar thing that you did, Megan, when I gained weight and got curbs when I was like 17, 18. I had people start saying to me like, wow, you look like a real woman. Um yeah. And I remember very specifically one of my aunts saying like, oh, and this is when I was in a full full blown like binge eating disorder, kind of commenting and being like, yeah, you can really tell when you gain weight because you can really see it in your face. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, and I, and I also, I had someone else say to me like, we, I never thought you would gain curves. And then I don't know where, bam, like you just did. Um, mm. And there were some positive comments with that. Like, wow, you look amazing. Like your curves, whatever. But I just hated it. Like I wanted, I wanted to look sick. And that's how I knew I had like an eating disorder. And it was really bad because I wanted to look like anorexic. I wanted to look sick. And this is something that people don't talk about um, with like eating disorders. Like if you struggle with more like a restrictive and then like binge eating disorder and you can't just make yourself not eat at all, you wish you had anorexia, which is like really sick and really messed up because anorexia it literally kills people. It's like the deadliest yeah. mental illness. Um, and you want to look sick. Like I wanted, I wanted to look sick. I didn't want people to tell me I looked healthy, <laughs> which is really sad. I wanted to look sick. Um, so yeah, it was just a really, really bad time, but I started to kind of get a little healthier when I started becoming like vegan, but then I said it became like more obsessive. Um, and I didn't really start to find healing until I started going to therapy um, and getting on medication that helped control my anxiety and depression and also getting back into my faith and really just finding that inner healing through God. Um, and just my role models, they used to be like Victoria's Secret models. And my role model started becoming more like, I always talk about our blessed mother. Um, and that's what I started being like, I want to be like her. I don't care about being a Victoria's Secret model. <laughs> like I want to be someone that actually has virtue and, you know, emulates like the virtues of Christ. And I slowly started to heal and it took a while for my body to actually heal from all the, all the ways that I had abused it. I think it took me like three, four years, even after I'd done the inner healing and I stopped actively restricting, it took like three, four years for my hunger cues to get back on track. Um, cause I, I just, my body had gone through like, okay, we don't eat for a long time and then we eat a lot and it just was really messed up. Um, and it took me, yeah, it took a long time in therapy um, it wasn't like a quick fix where suddenly I was like, I don't care like how I look or my body. I went through ups and downs of like yeah. being like, oh my gosh, like, should I be starving myself? Should I be restricting? 
um, just going through different things that can trigger you in life. Um, something that would always really trigger like my insecurities was things in dating. Um, (laughs) if I felt like a boy rejected me, I immediately would go to it's because there's something wrong with my body and I feel gross and I need to like restrict myself. Um, yeah. And I would still say that I still deal like there's just deal with, and I think it is normal, like as a woman that sometimes you just feel fat (laughs) and I don't, yeah, it's really sad, but, um, it's taking me, it's taken time for me. And I think I'm still going through the journey of like, just not focusing so much on my body and how I look and focusing more on like being a good person and loving people around me. It's like focusing on my weight and how I look is not going to help me love others. It actually makes me more selfish. It makes me more Mm -hmm. self-focused and I'm not really living out like God's plan for me. And that's, it's not to say you're a bad person if you're struggling with body image or like focusing on yourself because it is a demon and it is, it is really, really difficult. Um, so that not to say that at all, but I just like was able to start kind of stepping outside of that as I went through therapy and went through healing and realized like, that's not the person that I want to be. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just want to be able to love others around me. And like the most important thing about me is not my body. It's not my weight. It's about being a good person and loving people around me and um, doing what God wants me to do in life. Um, yeah, I I feel like I, yeah, I just feel like it's a journey, like you said, Megan. Um, yeah, I feel like I just talked a lot and I just, <laughs> but... no, no, no. I think that was all really, really good. And I, this is going back way to the kind of the beginning of what you were talking about, but I think it's such a good even reminder for me um, how you mentioned that a lot of even those first thoughts of your body and your weight and what is good and bad came from listening to people, not even talking about your body, but talking about their own bodies and giving comments about themselves around you. Um, Because even looking back for me, I'm like, that makes sense like that was something that I experienced a lot too from like a very young age just listening to people make comments about their own bodies um, around me or be very critical of their appearance Um, and it's just it's a really good reminder for me as a new mom that that is something that I need to like that's another motivation I think to have that inner work done because I don't want to put that on my daughter at such a young age. Like the world will do that. Like she'll have that coming from so many other angles. Like I need to be a place where there isn't just that constant critical nature towards our physical bodies. So that's such a good reminder. Um, Yeah, just for me. And I, I wonder too, for people listening, if they can relate to like when you look back, were people very critical around you, not even of you, but of themselves? Yeah, I, it's sad to look back and realize that I, I probably was that person um, that made other people feel insecure because, so I, I very much am not speaking from a place of judgment to the people that have made me feel that way recently that have been like struggling with body image and have like 
that really has triggered me. I found that actually is the most triggering thing for me after I've even healed. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to focus on, you know, this strengthening my body and being healthy and eating good, nutritious food and just having good eating habits, um, eating enough, (laughs) um, has been friends around me really struggling and that makes them Mm -hmm. like make comments because, and they're not realizing they're hurting people, but I know that I have been that person. Like when I was in the thick of my eating disorder, even after, as I was like kind of getting out of it, like I was that person that was so focused on myself and making such negative comments about my own body that people around me that maybe were like bigger, like it made them insecure or maybe also were triggered by things that I said. Um, and that's been a big motivation for me, not only for my future daughters, because I want to speak well of my own body in front of them. And I want to radiate that like to them and, you know, speak uplifting things about them as a person. Um, it's just like for my friends and those around me, like, I just don't, yeah. I, I want to be healthy in that way too. Um, because that is, yeah, we just affect each other so much as women when we even talk poorly about our own bodies, like you can compare yourself to that person. Like I know if someone's skinnier than me and they're like, I'm so fat. I just start thinking like, well, what are they thinking about me? Even though being in that place, you're usually not thinking about them and you actually probably see them as like beautiful. You just hate yourself. Um, it really does affect those around you. Um, and I found that that's been the hardest thing is like being around other women that are really struggling. It can kind of like trigger me. Um, and so I've tried to like be more careful about my comments, comments about my own body now. Um, mm-hmm. cause it's not like I'm perfect. I know that I've probably offhand handedly made a comment about struggling and af- affected someone around me. Um, but yeah, it's really hard. We're all struggling. Yeah. Similar to that is commenting on other women's bodies to other women, um, yeah. even positively, um, I know we've talked about this before too, but just women who who are struggling in that area, who are feeling insecure will often look, be like, don't you know so-and-so and how she's so skinny um, and stuff like that. And it's an, it's another thing too, as you know, I'm like, have this little baby girl that I think about, like, yeah. I need to be very proactive in not commenting on other women's bodies. Yeah to my daughter or to anyone but um yeah I think we often don't even realize that that can be very um harmful or unhelpful for people too yeah I think yeah you're just not as aware if you're really struggling yourself um yeah and I know I look back and I'm like oh my gosh like I just wonder what like kind of damage I did like I was not only hurting myself but other people and yeah, the people that were around me that started that vicious cycle in me that were talking so negatively about their bodies, you know, that makes me sad. And it's actually something that's kind of like helped me. Something else that's kind of helped me heal is I still have adult women in my life that really struggle with their body image and really struggle like with their weight gain. And I can kind of look from outside of them and think like, you look beautiful. You look fine. Like you're such an incredible person. And I just wish you wouldn't focus on this so much. And it's kind of made me realize, oh my gosh, that's what you did. Like, and that's what you still do sometimes. And I'm just kind of remind myself of that. I'm like, just think about this person in your life who you really look up to and think it is amazing and how they're really struggling in this way and how you can like, look at them from the outside and say, you're amazing. You look great. Like you, you're healthy. And it's like, you don't, I wish you weren't struggling in this way and like kind of applying that to myself. 
Um, yeah. And it's kind of a full circle thing because it's women that talk so poorly about themselves when they were, um, when I was younger that I think in a, you know, unintentionally affected me. And I can kind of now as an adult look at them and just see that um, and try to think about that myself. Cause I, I think a lot of times if we think and people, it's like a stereotype, like, would you ever say that to your best friend? Like the horrible things that you're saying to yourself about your body yeah. right now. Like it's, it's so funny when you look back, cause it's like, I can have a friend that like might weigh more than me. And I look at them, I'm like, beautiful queen. And then I like, look at myself. <laughs> I could be the exact same size or even like whatever. And I'm I hate myself. And it's so sad that we're so mean to ourselves, you know? Yeah. Even thinking through too, like, who are people I've known throughout my life that I would consider like the most beautiful people I've ever interacted with? Yeah. And nine times out of 10, it was had nothing to do with like, you know, their physical appearance, their hair, their skin, their weight. It had to do with like their character, um, yeah. their values, the way, like you were just saying, you know, like the virtues that they presented, the the way they treated people, the way they treated me, like kindness, love, someone who is gracious, someone who is just really like exemplifying the fruits of the spirit. Those are the people that when I think of like, who in my life have I known that is just truly beautiful, uh, men and women, um, those are the people who come to mind. And how, like, when do we really think about like, you know, like, oh, well, it was this person who was super attractive and looked like they could have been a model. Like, that is so rare. Um, and yeah. so it's also just a good reminder, too, like, if I, you know, beauty is important, um, but what is beauty? Yeah. I think that's something that we need to um, just readjust our focus as well. Like, what does God, what does God tell us beauty is? <laughs> God created beauty like he would know um not what does society tell us beauty is and that is the beauty we should be striving for is beauty that comes from God beauty that is good and holy and godly um and it is often not to do with our physical appearance <laughs> it is often more fruits of the spirit it is kindness patience goodness self-control and yeah. those are the things that when we see it in other people, we're able to recognize like, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. And if you do know someone that like does focus on other people's weight or like that is their their scale for if someone's worthy or not, or like makes comments, that's not coming from a healthy place. So you don't need to live up to those expectations yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. I think about my life when I was like struggling with wanting to be a model or like I thought in some of those toxic ways and like, I was not healthy. It was not coming from a good place. It wasn't like, <laughs> it's not something that anyone should have been like any expectations, like someone should have been living up to. Um, Cause I was so sucked into a world that it was just constantly focused on like physical appearance. And that's just not healthy. So if you do have someone in your life that that's all they seem to talk about or all they focus on, it's not coming from a healthy place and you can kind of have a mercy on them and like think like, nope, I don't, I don't need to live up to these expectations. I don't need to really like take what they're saying as like something that should um, define my worth at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because it's, it's not healthy. And um, as I grow and heal, yeah, the way that I see beauty in a woman or just in anybody, it's less and less to do with how they look at all it's more like you said about their virtue a lot of they've talked about mother Teresa, who was seen as one of the most beautiful women um 
ever and like that's what people would think when they encounter her was like oh she's just so beautiful and she did not meet society's standards at all she was this tiny little short nun that didn't wear makeup didn't wear like because you know nuns don't wear makeup and um had wrinkles like had eight did not care about botox or like aging like she really very much aged and she was beautiful you know Mm -hmm. i wanted to read this quote that Gosh, I found like years ago and saved it in the notes app on my phone. Like I'm just scroll all the way down to the bottom. Um, but it, it is specifically talking about like how to talk to your d- daughter about her body. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to read like the last little bit of it because I just I just found find it really beautiful. Um Maybe you or your daughter both have thick thighs or wide rib cages. It's easy to hate these non-zero body parts don't tell your daughter that with her legs she can run a marathon if she wants to and her rib cage is nothing but a carrying case for strong lungs she can scream and she can sing and she can lift up the world if she wants remind your daughter that the best thing she can do with her body is use it to mobilize her beautiful soul and i just thought that was a such a good perspective to have um, when it comes to talking to ourselves about our bodies um, but also other people about their bodies is like what is truly the purpose for our bodies and how can we find the good and the beautiful in what God has given us when it comes to our body types and and how how can we see that in other people as well yeah that is a beautiful quote thank you for sharing that Megan yeah Well, there, we talked about our bodies. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, yeah, this is such a big topic and there's no way that we covered it all. But I hope that some of what we said can be helpful because I just, oh, there's so many women and I just have so many in my life too that are struggling so much with body image and just with gaining weight and it just makes me sad so if you're some one of those people that is struggling like know that we've been there and um yeah we're just you know praying for you and if you know Megan and I personally or you know it's always reach out and like we're always willing to talk mm-hmm. about it um yeah I just want to start a conversation because also just you're not alone <laughs> and it's so normal ah, so, it's so normal, normal. <laughs> The more I hear my like other people talk, I'm like, wow, I've not had original life at all. Like I maybe like the exact <laughs> triggers or like experiences, but I see TikToks of people talking about the same exact experience in a most timeline. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I wish I had heard this before when I was going through this because it's totally yeah. okay and normal to gain weight or for your stomach. To, yeah. It's just so we're all wounded in such, you know, similar ways it's so funny because i just feel like the devil is not original he like throws the same accusations at all of us and somehow convinces us that we're alone and we're all the only ones that struggle and um yeah it's just sad yeah yeah it's like the opposite of main character energy like oh no i'm just like everyone else no (laughs) Um, also good like there's a lot of camaraderie that can come in that and yeah i think the more people are open about these personal sensitive things um I know the only reason I feel comfortable even sharing it is because I've known people in my life who have shared it um with me so yeah yeah if you're someone who is struggling um talk to someone about it I think 
a lot of times, yeah, like you were saying, like the things we say to ourselves in our minds or when we're alone are just so evil <laughs> and cruel. And when we can actually talk to someone like a real live person <laughs> in the world, um, I think it can shed a lot of light on that and actually open our eyes to like, okay, what is, what is actually true here? What is, what is a false belief I have? So yeah, I yeah. would encourage you all to talk about it. Yeah, I wish or pray over all of you just love and acceptance of your body and just deep healing because a lot of times also when we really struggle in that way, there are a lot of things that we just, we need to be healed. Um, and yeah, it's a long, it's a difficult journey, but you know, God is with you. I know that there's so many women around you that have gone through that and can walk with you. So yeah, thank you for listening. Um, yeah, we're just we're really blessed that we were able to talk about this and we hope that it, it blesses others. Cause I know that sharing with each other, you know, has been helpful and freeing to do. Um, yeah. And we're always, we're always here to talk to you.